This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by WordStream, online advertising made easy. Look, it is so easy to waste time and money with online advertising. That's why you need tools like WordStream. Check it out at wordstream.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Don Miller. He's the CEO of StoryBrand and the author of a couple best-selling books, including Building a Story Brand, Clarify Your Message So Customers Will Listen, and more recently, Marketing Made Simple, a step-by-step story brand guide for any business that he co-wrote with Dr. J.J. Peterson. So, Don, thanks for joining me. I'm really happy to be here. So, you have written, I mentioned two books, you've written a number of books, and they were not necessarily all marketing books. In fact, I'm I'm curious how a person who has a book uh, with a subtitle, Light, God, and Beauty on the Open Road, comes to write marketing books. That was the first book, that was 20 (laughs) years ago. Yeah, I I wrote a bunch of uh, memoirs uh, from when I was in my 20s and 30s, and then when the publisher wanted literally an eighth memoir... I had to sit them down and explain that nothing else has happened. I've got no, I've got no more personal story to tell. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then ended up, you know, in order to write those books and to write a screenplay, I was really just a literary writer yeah. more than a business person. And then, um, but I, I had to study story and the elements of story and story structure and all the way from Plato to Robert McKee and on. Uh, and Accenture came to me years ago and said, could you put together some sort of project management curriculum that gets a team united around a purpose. And I I thought about that and thought, you know, story, if they, if they all get invited into a story, it's going to help the project management get better. So I did that. And then later really thought through and thought, you know, it's, it's actually a better marketing framework than anything else. Ended up writing, building a story brand. Well, we used the marketing framework at my own company and doubled in size very, very quickly. And then wrote it as a as a book, and now we've helped, you know, I don't know, ten thousand uh, plus companies clarify their marketing message. And and what we've discovered is if, you know, if you put up a website that has a lot of pretty images, it does okay. But if you put up a website that has the words, the specific words that invite people into a story, it works a lot better. And we've helped thousands of companies make a lot of money by just clarifying their message and inviting customers into a story. So my whole literary background studying story, I never ever in a million years would have predicted (laughs) make me a marketing person, uh, helping companies, you know, make more revenue. But I got to tell you, John, I'm completely addicted. I I absolutely love this second career. And, uh, and it's, it's as fun, if not more fun than my first career writing books. It's a lot less lonely because when you write memoirs, you sit alone in your underwear and you write memoirs and, People sit alone in their underwear and read them. But, it, you know, in my new work, we all sit around with all our clothes on and try to help you make money. And it, it, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, it's funny, as, as you pointed out, I mean, the, the, the idea of the elements of story and, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, the whole the whole mythology of Joseph Campbell. I mean, that's stuff that I think a lot of marketers have been talking about for at least the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, you ha- I think you did an amazing job in creating the framework and and the brand story brand itself i mean what 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 do you attribute to the fact that i i you hinted at this i can say it story brand has been you know incredibly incredibly impactful in the world a lot of markets you're impacting a lot of small business owners what do you what do you attribute to the appeal of of kind of the way you package this 
Well, I, I think that most people who look at Joseph Campbell's work and try to um, translate it into business, <laughs> it, I think what they're doing is is they're they're going out and trying to tell their story. And the big paradigm shift with us is we actually say that's not what you should be doing, that you should be inviting customers into a story. And they're very, very different. Uh, they're very different techniques. And what what we found is as soon as somebody stops telling their story and starts inviting customers into a story, they make more money. And so I, I like to believe that the reason that thousands of businesses have stood in line to understand story brand and understand the framework is because they've heard from their friends that they made a lot more money when they did it. And uh, and so I think that's why it spread. Yeah. But you know, it, the the actual structure is really 2,500 years old. And who knows if Plato invented it, but he's the first one to write it down that we know of, at least that became popular. And, um, and but, you know, the idea of it's so popular. And, John, I hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. You know, you got to tell your story, right. your story, everything. And I think it's just helping people lose money. <laughs> it, it, you know, nobody actually wants to hear your story. Right. Until they know that you can help them survive and win in their own personal lives. And so you invite them into a story, you change their life. And then maybe, you know, if you're lucky, you can sit down and tell them your story and they'll actually listen. But um, but that's the big paradigm shift is yeah. for us is invite customers into a story rather than tell your own. And you're going to see. The, the, the difference at the cash register. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, preaching for years because, you know, you, you look at two dozen small business websites and 23 of them will start off talking about themselves and their product yeah. and how long they've been in business. And, you know, I, I've been preaching for years that no, nobody really cares what you sell until they understand how it solves their problem. That's right. That, yeah. You know, and that that's the part that so many people miss because unfortunately a lot of times the problem part that you solve sometimes isn't very sexy or it's it's often quite simple, isn't it? Well, and you know, any problem you, you hit on the right point and that is the only reason anybody's giving you money for anything is because you solve a problem. <laughs> and the more that you talk about the problem that you solve, the more money you're going to make. Because people, they, you know, there's a Rolodex in everybody's brain and they categorize information. They don't categorize it based on the first letter of your business name. They categorize it based on what problem you solve. And if you have not gone out there and said, here's the problem that I solve, uh, people are not paying attention to you. And, uh, and then I, I'm a firm believer that any problem that you solve, if you're making money, you can, you can actually say it in a pretty sexy way. Yeah. You know, you can make it more interesting. That's the job of a screenwriter is wow. to make a story about somebody who, you know, they're, they've got a slight alcohol problem and they're not quite able to pitch the way they used to pitch in the major leagues. That's not a huge deal, but a good screenwriter can make it feel like life or death. Yeah. And we've got, a, we've, we've got that challenge when we talk about our business. No matter what it is that we problem that we solve, we've got to talk about it in such a way that it's intriguing People understand it and they are look, they, they suddenly decide, I want to resolve this problem. I'm tired of dealing with it. I got to go to this person and give them money in order to solve it. So let me give you one, one of the things that I've noticed, um, you know, reviews have been around for a long time, but they've certainly become a much larger part of, of you know, business and marketing today, the Google review, you know, t- type of thing. And I have noticed that a, there's a lot of story in those statements that people, you know, people go to, you know, voluntarily a a website, talk about this business and everything that they did, the problems that they solved for them. Um, And frankly, I have found a lot of great sort of insight 
in in that. I mean, it's no different than saying go talk to your customers, but here you we've got a resource now where our customers are actually providing what I think is story, you know, on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, have have you seen so so? I, and I'll give you an example. And I talk about how sometimes it's not that sexy. Is you know, years ago I worked with a tree service, and of course they're family owned, sixty years in business. You know, third generation, great great story. Um, we interviewed all their customers, and every one of them, almost to a person, said, "Yeah, but what I really love is they show up when they say they're going to, and they clean up the job site." You know, every I like every one of them said that. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. that's the problem you're solving. But how do you make that sexy? Well, I think you actually say something like, are you tired of tree services not showing up on time and making a mess in your yard? (laughs) Well, the average person loses one tree every 30 years. So they don't know that that's a problem with tree services. But the second you actually say it, they say, yeah, I don't want that. I'm going to hire these guys who don't do that. There's a plumber. It's a really funny name for a plumber. It's Benjamin Franklin Plumber. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And all their trucks around town say the on-time plumber. Yep, yep. And that's a great way of sort of differentiating yourself in the marketplace by saying, well, I guess other plumbers don't show up on time. I want the one that shows up on time. A good example of good marketing. Yeah. And I, and I suspect that in the home services industry, everybody's had some version of that experience of, you know, sitting around waiting for AT&T or whoever, you know, to, to come to your home. So I think it's a, it's a pretty natural play, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, you know, but we shouldn't think, well, everybody says that. Everybody does that. Yeah. They really don't. You know, businesses really don't use words very well. And even though you may be on the inside track and understand, well, every business does the same thing we do. If they're not saying it really clearly, then the public doesn't know that every business does that. And you're going to become known as the business who actually does that. Yeah. 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 That's the, the, that's the thing, isn't it? If you say you cut down trees, you know, they figure anybody who's got a chainsaw cuts down trees. So what's what's your thing? They're not thinking (laughs) through it. Online advertising is becoming an essential part of the puzzle today, but it's tough. It's changing every day. It's hard. It's easy to waste time and money trying to figure out how to get it right. That's why you need some tools in your corner. I love a tool called WordStream. You can get consulting as well as a tool to to, to shave tons of time off to have reporting done for you. If you're an agency, then you've got that problem times 10. You need these tools to help you manage. You need the tools that WordStream offers to help you attract even more clients. If you want to benchmark your Google Ads account right now, they've even got a free tool for that. And they've got a great growth academy that's free as well. Check it out at wordstream.com. Online advertising made easy. That sounds nice, doesn't it? So um, what are you trying to accomplish with marketing made simple? In, in, in a way, would you say, is that, a, uh, is that an evolution of the story brand? Or is that you know you kind of getting into a, a different area altogether? No, building a story brand. There's two books that you're referencing. The first is building a story brand, and that book helps you clarify your message. And I think we've had about half a million of those uh, sold now, so a lot of businesses have used it with success. Marketing made simple is once you've clarified your message, what do you do with it? And we actually show you five different marketing tools that you can put words into: a one-liner, a landing page, website. Uh, a lead generating PDF, an email nurturing campaign, and an email sales campaign. That if you build those five things, uh, you know they're just 
practical things that a lot of people have. We just call it a sales funnel or, you know, it's commonly called a sales funnel. There's different kinds of sales funnels. But if you build those five things, you've got a pretty good small business to mid cap business marketing plan. And we ha- we added Facebook ads to that. We do those five things. We made it past $5 million annually before we ever bought a Facebook ad. So, you know, they're unbelievably lucrative and they're very, very cost effective. Those five just to do those five things. And so the, the book actually teaches you how to do those five things in a way that and, and we used ourselves as a lab and we're we're past. Uh, we'll probably do 17 million this year. So and we still are just doing the same thing. We're doing that exact same thing over and over and over. And we just you know, I used to run a company. I didn't know how to do the marketing. I figured it out. We made a lot of money. And now I'm turning around saying I wish I, I wrote the book uh, as though uh, I were sending it back in time to tell me how to do this a lot faster. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, I suspect that there would be. Some, you know, I mean, obviously, in the title, your intention is to make marketing simple because there's a lot of people that like to make it complicated. But yeah. do you ever get any pushback from people? You mentioned social media, but like, what about social media? And what about, you know, email? And what about, you know, paid advertising? What about well, we email? I mean, you know, we do cover email yeah, in, the, yeah. in the uh in the book. And then there's another true. book that we've released uh, called um, Social Media Marketing that we, we cover social media. We we contracted uh, with Claire Diaz Ortiz, who's oh, yeah, one of the executives yeah. at Twitter, yeah. on that. But I like to look at social media branding and paid advertising as air cover that supports your sales funnel. Yeah. But you've got to have your sales funnel. You have to have the ground game working, and uh, and or your social media really, you know, it's more branding than marketing. And I think until you're a half billion dollar company, you probably shouldn't be doing much branding at all. You should be doing marketing. Yeah. Until you're a household name, you've got to be doing marketing. You got to be explaining people who you are and asking them for money in exchange for a, a solution to a problem. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of you know, you know this so well, John. A lot of people will charge you a lot of money to do branding. Mm-hmm. You know, pick your colors and the mood board and your logo, and and they don't know anything about marketing. They don't know how to <laughs> literally write an email and send it to somebody and then have them turn around and give you their credit card. Uh, that's what we focus on. Yeah. You focus on things that get a big return right away. So one of the things that I found intriguing, uh, really, I think it's the first chapter, certainly very early on in Marketing Made Simple, is this idea of of moving relationships through stages. And right. and I, you know, I've been talking about the customer journey forever. It's become pretty trendy now to talk about it. But I, I think a lot of people really under underestimate the power of that idea of guiding um, yes. that, yeah. that I think has to happen. So you want to walk through through that idea? Well relationships, all relationships move move through three phases. And uh, the first phase is curiosity. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about a romantic relationship or a business relationship or a relationship with a brand. Yeah. The first thing is you're curious and there's only one thing people get curious about. And that is there's something about this person or this brand or this product or this leader that I think can help me survive. Now, it's often a subconscious uh, revelation, but we think, uh, you know, if I associate with that person's tribe, I'll be able to survive. Uh, If uh, if you know, I marry this person, we have a better chance of surviving if we're together and bringing kids into the world and helping them survive if we're together. Uh, if I attend this church, I'd be a part of a tribe that helps me survive. Uh, if I buy this product, I might save some money. Uh, and money is a resource that helps us survive. Everything is connected to survival. 
So if you want people to be curious about your brand, you need to lead with a message that tells them you can, can somehow help them survive. And that gets into complicated territory, but I cover that in the book. The next phase of relationship is enlightenment. And enlightenment is where we discover how this person can help me survive. And it deepens that trust that we have in the relationship that they can help me survive. And we enlighten people in our marketing through lead generators, through e-courses, through podcasts. Uh, everybody listening to this podcast knows that John can help them survive because they've been listening for a long time. That way, when John releases a product down the road, they say, you know, John, he's always helped me survive. I think I'm going to go ahead and give 50 bucks and, and buy this product uh, because you've, you've established trust with by giving people value over the years. Uh, the third part of the relationship is commitment. And commitment is the is the first part of the relationship where we're actually putting skin in the game. I'm risking myself. Uh, maybe my I could be embarrassed. I could lose money. I could you know whatever. Uh, and but we're we're now trust we trust this person or this brand so much we're willing to give money or time or our heart, our love to somebody, and that either works out or it doesn't work out. So most marketing really gets right to it either just is so ethereal that it doesn't pique anybody's curiosity, doesn't enlighten them and doesn't cause them to commit. That's called branding. Uh, and, or it's, um, it's, it's goes right to commitment, which would be like going up to a young woman and saying, I think you're really pretty. Would you like to get married? I, I think it's not going to work out. Right. You just, you can't move that fast. Yeah. If it does work out, you've got another problem. Right? You got another problem. You married the wrong person. So, uh, or maybe if you've said that and she said, yeah, you might actually be made for each other. Who knows? That's, right. That's true. But, uh, let's hope. But I think, uh, one great thing about a sales funnel, you know, when you start with a one liner, then they go to a landing page, then they read a PDF, then they get several emails and I'm talking up to 40, 50 emails from you then. And only then are they willing to commit. And all of that can be automated. So the process of building a relationship with your brand and your products can be automated. And that's what uh, my book, Marketing Made Simple, explains. It explains how to do that. And imagine your sales reps, if you're at a bigger company, your sales reps calling somebody. And they've already read 10 emails, listened to a couple podcasts. They're familiar with your product. How much easier is that going to be? Well, it's because you've already made them curious and enlightened them. You can now close the deal. Uh, and it just speeds up the sales process dramatically. Yeah, and, and and I suspect it moves how much down the list a little bit, right? I mean, that, that yeah. if, if people are objecting to, is this going to be worth it? You know, you probably haven't done steps one and two very well. That's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. So what do you see? I mean, we've kind of already hinted around this, but I did want to ask you, you know, some since you've worked with so many business owners, you know, where do you see the, the kind of the biggest mistake in them trying to simplify or clarify their, their message? I mean, where do they go wrong with that? There's typically? two, there's two, and we've hinted at both of them. The first one is they're too vague. Mm -hmm. uh, almost everybody who tries to make their own website or, or without understanding these principles, uh, they believe that they're being straightforward about what they sell. And they're not. Yeah. You know, I, I just uh, reviewed several websites the other day on one of our live casts. And uh, on one website, I was on there for, and I know you've done this too, John, like three or five minutes. And I finally said, I can't figure it out. I mean, it's like a puzzle. I literally cannot figure out what you're trying to sell me. And can you imagine? Yeah. You know, that's a, I would say that would be a ma major hindrance on making money. I mean, can you imagine going into a restaurant, somebody, you know, in the menu says things like, 
you know, a cooked protein. There's <laughs> <laughs> like just these vague, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you wouldn't sell anything. Uh, or it's like a puzzle. This protein yeah. swims in the sea and is often found in cold water. You know, it's like, what are you doing? You, I just you know it's a trout. Yeah. Um, so we do that. That's the first problem. And then the second problem is, you know, we did talk about, they talk too much about themselves. You, the customer is looking at your website and it's look, they're looking for themselves. And this, the main thing that they're looking for is they want you to explain what their problem is. They want you to yeah. say that you're, you're tired of being fatigued at two o'clock every day. Uh, or right after lunch, you're constantly craving sugar or whatever. When they go, oh, my gosh, I, I, this guy's reading my journal, right? Right. Now you've got a customer yeah. for life. And instead, we're talking about how our grandfather started the company 75 years ago, and that has nothing to do with our customer. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, though, uh, and this, I think, is the tricky part. At some part in the journey, they may want to know that. You know, They may want to know about you and your business yeah. and your stability and who else likes you but not until they realize you well, get them just better like, than anything. Yeah. That's exactly it, John. It's just like dating. It's literally yeah. just like, you know, if I don't know about you. I've been married uh, going on eight years now. And uh, if I would have my first date with Betsy, if I would have done all the talking and not asked any questions, I would not be sitting here married, man. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it's, it's only after you earn their trust as a guy that they are convinced you are somebody who can help them, resolve problems and win the day. Yep. It's only after that happens that they begin to be interested in you. And, you know, I'm really great at this, John, when it comes to marketing. I'm actually terrible when it comes to relationships. I've got to learn to shut up and yep. listen. <laughs> I talk. Well, well I, I think many of us, particularly authors and speakers, I think, uh, you know, we think when people ask us questions, they actually want the answers. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we get we, we get really trained to think that. So it's, yeah. uh, we come by it honestly. How's that? So um, another thing I've been really impressed with, uh, with uh, your output of video. Um, I subscribe to a couple of your lists. I get at least one video a day. Maybe it's more often than that some days. Yeah. Um, you, you know, is that I'm curious, and this is probably my own personal curiosity. Do you batch those? Do you like you once do, a week? Yeah. Month? yeah. You're probably referring to a daily business tip that I send yeah. out. It's at businesspagesimple.com. That was really just me. I had so much content that I thought was valuable and we didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it. And I thought we just need to give this away. Yeah. And uh, so we will, we, so five days a week, we send out this video and um, I couldn't believe how, I mean, we have uh, over a hundred thousand people subscribe now getting it less than 1% unsubscribe rate. Mm -hmm. And I think there are 260 videos, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. we finally stopped doing it, but, uh, but you can still get them, you know, and yeah. thousands of people sign up uh, and, and yes, we batch them. So I will sit yeah. down. I think the record I've done is like 17 in one day. Yeah. Uh, and it, and we, you know, it takes a while to figure out what the, what we want to talk about. People tell us, Hey, I just got fired. How should I have handled that? Or when I'm hiring yeah. somebody, what questions should I ask? Or when's the right, my, one of my favorite videos, when is the right time to ask for a raise? Because everybody does it at the wrong time, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, there's a right time to do it. And I teach that in that video, you know, and, and then how to give a speech. And we go through marketing, we go through messaging, we go through management, we go through execution, we go through leadership, we go, you know, on and on and on. And, uh, and that's been super, super successful. But yeah, I, I'll record between five and 15 at a time. And that means, 
you know, I've got three more weeks before I've got to come up with the rest of them. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a great lesson in, you know, for content producers too, because they, you know, I think one of the secrets to their success is, you know, like, what do you average four or five minutes sometimes? And they Very you know, short. Kind of to the point and, you know, one thing. And I think that's, I think increasingly that's what people want. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, they really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's micro learning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Don, uh, I want to thank you for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Tell people where they can, uh, obviously, they can Google your name and find everything, but uh, tell people where they can find out more about StoryBrand and uh, your marketing made simple. Well, if you want to just get those business tip videos, just go to businessmadesimple.com. You can sign up there. That's probably the best place to go. But, um, you know, it's an honor. I, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've been hearing about you for a long time and from our clients who learn about marketing from us, they say they learn just as much from you. So it's an absolute honor to be on your show. And I'm very, very grateful. Well, well, thanks, Don. I know, I know that uh, we, a, a number of our uh, consultants have uh, cross pollinated into your uh, organization. Well, we're honored to have them. They, they deliver better value to our customers if they've hung out with you. Well, thanks. That's awfully nice of you and uh, wish you continued success. And hopefully we'll run into you uh, someday when we get back out there on the road. Uh, Pray, pray, pray it soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom.